Sling the Biscuit, episode 34. We have a guest this week that I am so stoked to have. As you can tell from the left of the screen in the video version, Pat Shea, not here. He is absent. He is at the Boston Logan International Airport, uh, flying on his way to an East Coast game against the Florida Everblades, but that is okay. We still have an amazing episode. Callie Klang, goaltender for Rogla BK and the SHL. Going to be playing for the Team Sweden at the World Juniors this year. I can't even get it out of my mouth. I'm so excited. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Thank you, bro. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. How, how, how are you doing today? So you just got off the ice. You guys finished practice and everything for the day. And what's the plan for the rest of the day? Yeah, as I said, finished practicing this uh, this morning. And then uh, we're off the uh, rest of the day here. And then tomorrow we fly out to, to Switzerland to play a series in the Champions League. So that'll be, that'll be a fun game. Okay. And so Champions League, the the best way to describe it, because a lot of the people listening are from North America. They don't really understand uh, like how like European hockey works. So Champions League is the interplay between different leagues, different countries, and whatnot. It's not a part of the actual SHL action. It's uh, it's its own series, correct? That's right. That's right. You're totally correct. It's uh, it's like the Champions uh, League in, in football too. It's uh, kind of uh, some team from different uh, different places in Europe play a tournament, and then uh, right now uh, tomorrow the the, the playoffs starting. So the, we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, and you got a busy schedule coming, dude. You got the Champions League. Obviously, you guys are going to come back from that. Uh, I'm assuming next week, and then uh, the World Juniors right around the pipeline. Then you guys are well. You're heading to Canada for that, right? Yeah, uh, heading to Edmonton and Red Deer for uh, for Christmas, and the, the yeah, the whole December are going to be in, in Edmonton. So that's that's one thing I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, and your first World Junior experience. How stoked are you for that? Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. I was uh, like the, ba- the third goalie last year. In Edmonton too, so I didn't get any energy play time, but uh, this year I hope to to get some games and then get rolling. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I gotta say. So uh, my dad listens to the podcast every single week. He is like the second it goes up, he listens, and then an hour later he calls you back and tells me, "Son, this is what I like. This is what I didn't like." He's gonna call me. And he's gonna get really disappointed after he hears this. So between uh, you know the hospitality that both you and your fellow countryman Jesper Wallstead have showed me. I wanted to come out on the podcast and announce both in the video version and the audio version and to my dad, I'm cheering for Sweden this year, the World Juniors. I will not, I will not, not be cheering for Team Canada. And I know there's a lot of people, both my parents disappointed, but like, I'm just, I'm so excited to watch the Swedish team play. You know, Eklund's coming back uh, from the San Jose Sharks. Uh, you know, I got to saw, see Wallstead play for the first time live the other night. I've seen you play for Rogla live. It's just a... I, I am so excited for this World Junior Tournament. I can't even begin to tell you how stoked I am for this to watch you guys play. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a really good... Uh, we're going to have a good team. Like, as I said, Eklund's coming back. Maybe Holt is coming. Raymond, it's, uh, it's he's going to be an NHL. But we we got a really good team, and we have a really good chance to, to go first. So I'm I'm really excited for it. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Do you have a, a custom Team Sweden setup coming in, or are you going to stick with the Rogler stuff for the gear? No, I got a, I got set up for World Juniors. That would be, Ooh. it would be awesome. Can't tell you anymore, but no, you can't tell me anymore. No, <laughs> it was custom graphic. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to. You're gonna have to show me after the podcast. I'm curious to to see this. Uh, but uh, if you don't mind, we got to go through a couple of uh, viewers of the week and whatnot. So every week on the podcast, we go through uh, a couple people that you know send an awesome story. You know, they want to be viewer of the week, commenter of the week, you know, shout of the week, all that kind of stuff. Because we. Uh, you know, Pat and I talked about this last week. Everybody's been kind of you know warming up to the podcast, and the podcast has been growing. And to everybody listening, to everybody watching, we uh, we appreciate your support. So, our viewer of the week this week is uh, Robert. Uh, Robert, the bubbly guy, loves bubbly, the uh, carbonated water. And uh, his boy Connor, uh, goalie, had a great weekend. I think he pitched a shutout, is what he told me. So, 
Uh, Connor, shout out to you, buddy. You're our viewer of the week, and uh, your dad, Robert, has been like a day one supporter of this podcast. So thanks to both of you. And uh, as always, if you want to be viewer of the week, you want to be commenter of the week, send us a message, let us know, and uh, you can be for next week, episode 35. Um, one thing that uh, we found, well, Pat and I found very successful uh, with you know talking to Jesper Wallstead was uh, introducing the Q&A. Like as, as excited as I am to talk to you, Callie, and you know Pat was you know for Wallstead as well, having the people that are listening to the podcast submit questions and we can kind of fire them your way, we, we found was a very you know entertaining way to get some very interesting answers. So are you up for a viewer submitted Q and A? Okay. So as always, uh, to the people that did submit questions, there are some outrageous ones. There are some ones that I really like, really creative, really serious ones. Obviously, there's you know quite a few that you know can't make the podcast, but that's okay. We keep chugging along, but uh, we got some great ones. Uh, a couple simple ones. Uh, Landon Gertzen wanted me to ask you, do you like dark or medium roast coffee? What's your preferred cup of joe of choice? I'm not a big coffee guy. I, I don't like what? that at all. Actually, no, I don't. I'm too young. You're, you're Swedish, correct? And you don't like coffee? That's right. What, what do you drink then? What do you, like, what's your you know, flavor of choice? This one, Narco. That's my type of things. Noco. Yeah. The energy drinks. The Swedish energy drinks. That's right. Are, are you sponsored by Noco by a chance? Nope. Nope. I oh. hope so. It would be good. But uh, you gotta Walter, work on one. He, he wants to send me someone. He's, he's sponsored by them, so I got some from him. Is he sponsored by Noco or IQ Fuel as well? Both. Both. Oh my god. That guy's got so many sponsorships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I uh, so I, I went down to the Warrior Factory, uh, or I guess uh, headquarters in Gothenburg a couple uh, like a week or two ago, and they had like a whole IQ Fuel like setup. They had like a whole uh, like refrigerator just decked to the nines with every flavor of IQ Fuel. And uh, the Warrior rep says to me, he's like, "Oh, you got to try this. This is like the Monster Energy of Sweden. You'll love it." I said, "Okay, sure." So I, I try a couple flavors. It's good. You know, I like this one. I like that one. And he says to me, he's like, do you want to, you want to take a couple for the road? I said, sure. So I ended up filling my pockets with like, you know, six or seven drinks as I'm heading out the door. And I post a little Instagram story and then uh, I tagged them and I, IQ Fuel saw it. So they, uh, they're, they're pretty active on the social and they got some really, really uh, good drinks. I guess they're, they're not in North America. So a lot of people wouldn't maybe know about them, but they got some really, really good stuff. The Swedish berries one really got me. Oh man. I think yeah, Backstrom's is so good too. His design, it's like blueberry lime or something. It's so good. Yeah, to, to explain to the people listening, so the IQ Fuel, what Callie means by the Backstrom edition, so, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Callie, Nicholas Backstrom, Jesper Bratt, and I'm thinking one other player, like they own uh, or they're part shareholders in the company, correct? That's right, that's right. So they have their own flavor of drinks. So you have the Nicholas Backstrom, like you mentioned, the, the Blue Raspberry. Uh, the Jesper Bratt was, I want to say like a fruit punch flavor, and then there's another one, I can't remember the other one. It's a football player called Alexander Isak. He's real famous here in Sweden. I think okay. it's just those three guys. Yeah, they got some amazing drinks. Seriously cool drinks. And the uh, the cans, like the Swedish crowns and the uh, Swedish colors are really kind of cool. So they're uh, they're popping everywhere over here in uh, Sweden. If you're North American, you never heard of them. Um, what, what other kind of deals does Wallstead have? He's got the Bauer deal. He's got IQ Fuel. He's got Noco. He's got two energy drinks. Like what more can the guy need? I don't know. Barbell, have you tried it? No, it's Barbo. I think them too. Nice protein bars and uh, protein milkshakes too. I think he's sponsored by them too. So really? shout out to him. Big guy. Oh, you know, he, he was talking to us on our podcast about two weeks ago about how he loves Ram trucks. Or like, like big jacked up Rams. And obviously like Minneapolis, the St. Paul area, you know, they, 
a million and one Ram dealerships. So it's only a matter of time before he comes into Minnesota, gets his Ram dealership, and he's whipping around and you know a, a lift kit, windows tinted, you know F one fifty or uh, the Ram fifteen hundred or uh, the Chevy Colorado, whatever his you know poison of choices. But it'd be good. He needs to get yeah. one himself. Quick question for you though. So uh, Walstead, you know, played some games at the World Juniors last year. Um, you, you were the third guy, and then this year you're going to be goalie partners for the World Juniors. You, you spent, I would assume, uh, you know, a good amount of time with him. What, what are some things you picked up on him, or picked up from him, both on and off the ice? That you, you know, just kind of leave you thinking about, like, wow, like that's kind of cool. Maybe I should, you know, implement that in my game, or wow, like I never thought of that. Like as you said, we've been, we've been friends for for a long time now. First time we met was in in under sixteen national team here in Sweden, and uh, so we're. We played a couple of tournaments together, and uh, yeah, he's, he's a fantastic guy. Uh, first of all, he's outside of hockey. He's, he's a tremendous guy. We're, we're really close friends, and, and I really like to, to spend time with him. And, and on ice, he's a top guy. I mean, you, you don't make this a show when you're 16 if you're, if you're not good. So, I mean, yeah. uh, he's, he's really good. And then and Minnesota made a good pick, picking him the 20th overall. That's, uh, nah, it's unbelievable. First Swedish guy we went in the first round as a goalie. It's uh, it's amazing, and I'm, I'm just glad to, to spend some time with him. Okay, but what's what's the one thing that, that jumps out at you that like wow, like this is this is the best thing that he does. This is his uh, money maker, you know, his bread and butter. Like on ice, it's his calmness. He's so calm and he's so poisoned in in every situation. He he never gets stressed. That's like the the thing I picked up most on on his game is he never gets stressed. That's pretty pretty amazing. And and when you say uh, not stressed, just, just kind of like relate this back to like maybe like some younger uh, players or goalies that are listening more so like he doesn't stress because he, he knows the answer to the test. He knows the answer to whatever the, the opposition is, is bringing on to him. He knows what they're going to do and he knows what he's going to do to make that save and control that rebound and, you know, dominate the game, which is what he's been doing for however long. Yeah. He's, he's always one step ahead of the play. And that's, I think his biggest strength as a goalie is just because he's, he reads the game really good and he's always in time and it's, it uh, looks so easy when he plays. He never does kind of big saves, stretchy saves. He's always in position. Like he's, uh, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, and, he, and he's a unit. Like what, what is he? Six four, six five. Yeah, six four, I think. Six four. So big guy can move, calm, poised, all that stuff. His puck handling is amazing. You know, the thing that jumped out to me the most um, was so I I was supposed to go to the. Uh, you know, Lulia Rogli game about uh, three, four weeks ago, like when you guys played in Rogla, but the guy I was, I was going to go with ended up getting COVID, so we didn't go. And I was kind of disappointed because I wanted to watch you guys play. But, you know, seeing him play live the other night for Sweden for the first time, what really jumped out was just like the this like confidence. Like he like he, he knows he's the man. He Like there's nothing you're going to do that's going to rattle this guy. And he knows that he's going to dominate you. Yeah, that's right. And I think yeah, that's that's one part of, of his game and also that he's, he looks. He looks so calm. You can't. He's not getting nervous. He's. He's not. Never get nervous. I mean, his. Uh, as I said, he broke the NHL when he was 16. And you, you don't do that if you're too nervous and you're, you're shaking when you go out there. He. He knows he's good and, and that's good. Yeah. And so, what's one thing in your game that you think just jumps off the page for like, like what makes you elite? Because like last season in the Alsvenskan, you threw up what a 931, 932. Not a big deal. No. <laughs> no. I, I, mean, sure. I mean. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But I, I think the the biggest part of my game is is pretty much the same as Wall Street. I I try to be one step ahead of the game, 
of the plays all all the time. I need. I really. I'm really good at uh, reading the game, like being. Uh, yeah, being one step ahead, and then my technique is pretty fine too. And I'm. I'm I move my body pretty good, and then I'm, I'm not a that too big guy. I'm. I'm six two, and uh, I think I can uh, play with uh, with my. Uh, how you say? My my strengths are are like uh, reading the game and and be on be on the right time. So that's two of my biggest parts. You know what I, I found kind of crazy the other day? So um, to kind of paint a little picture, if, if you're listening, so uh, Callie, first off, uh, amazing goalie. I would say, and I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way, I think you're a better guy in my experience so far than a goalie because, you know, he, he took care of some tickets for me the other day, and you didn't have to, which I really appreciate. And you got me into the, you know, the Sweden game, into the Rogli game. And so the, the Sweden game, the Sweden-Finland game wasn't totally sold out. So me and the two guys that I went with, we kind of bounced around the arena, like different seats for different periods and whatnot. And we ended up sitting kind of like in the scouts section as well as like the, um, I guess like the friends and family section for, you know, like your president, Chris, you know, he was sitting around us and all that kind of stuff. And I overheard a scout saying that, uh, like talking about like size for goalies. And I didn't know who they were talking about because I, I couldn't get a you know, good listen, but I heard them talking about just how like, like guys that are like 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", like, you know, you and me or whatnot, or just like almost average size nowadays. Like that's... That's the the expectation, you know what I mean? Like the six 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 sevens. That's like what guys want, and six two is six three is the average. It's kind of crazy how it's. I when the, uh, my draft year, I talked to. I don't know, can't remember the team I talked to, but the the goalie coach there said they they don't draft any guys uh, who's under six two. And I was like, I'm I'm six two, but uh, he said they haven't drafted a goalie in five years who who's not six uh, who's more than six two. So. Hold on, can I ask what team that is? I don't know. I can't remember what team it was, but it was, I think it was two or three teams uh, who said the same thing. R- really? So if you're six one or under, like it doesn't matter. You could have a you know a nine ninety eight save percent. You're off the list. See you later. It doesn't. It doesn't look at you. It doesn't look at really? you at all. Mm. It's crazy how it's changed because you have guys like, and, and I'm curious for your take on this. You have guys like UC Soros, you know, 5'10", uh, I believe, Yero Halak, 5'11". But, like, outside of that, like, there's a there's a gap. And, and I know um, it seems like, like the social media, you know, goalie community seems to think that, like, there's being a comeback for a smaller goalie these days. But like, like you just said, you're, you're talking to the guys making the decisions, the money makers, you know, the, the scouts and whatnot. And they're saying 6'2 is the, the minimum. That is the cutoff. That is the barrier to entry. 6'1 ain't going to cut it. We're not talking to you. It's crazy. I mean, you can be a good good goalie if you're five ten or five eleven, as I said. I mean, Jose Saros, he's, he's in my opinion, he's one of the best goalies in in the league. So, I mean, I think it's ridiculous to just say we we don't look at any goalies under fifth uh, under six two. It's I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, but they know what they want, you know. Yeah, that's right. Which is crazy. Speaking of which. I, this was the most popular question in the entire Q&A, and it was the first thing that jumped out at me when I saw you live, especially in the warm-ups the other day, and I, and I got to ask, and please, no, no BS answers on this one. What is the reason you jump into the crease, you step over the crease? You you never, like when, when you come into the crease, your skate never touches the red line outlining the crease. It's always from the white to the blue, never touching the red. Uh, I, I heard this question too many times. I, I, I really don't know why. It's just something I've done, I think, five, six, seven, eight years back all the time. Yes, not touch the, the, touch the red line, but I don't know. It's it's kind of my thing, and uh, I really I, I like to do it, so I'm going to stay with it. 
like what about like when you're actually playing though because I, I would imagine at some point your skate has to touch the red line of, of course not not on, not on the when i'm playing it's just uh, between the face-offs and after power breaks and those kind of uh, yeah those kind of situations but not on the game so like it just kind of like makes you comfortable it's like your your thing it's good for setting the, the feng shui yeah and when you do the same things all the time it makes you feel confident and and feel, feel strong so i'm gonna stick with it Okay. What what are some more weird things you do? Like in your in your honest humble opinion, what are some like, um, maybe outside the box things that you do? Like I don't know if I have any crazy things like that. I think I'm I'm just like to do the same things all the time. Like my warm up is always the same. I skate in the same circles, be in the same spots, and and shoot uh, two pucks before I go and drink water. Like those kind of stuff. It's it's the things I'm doing all the time and. Not things that is pretty weird or or strange. It's it's just the things I I need to do to to feel comfortable and feel uh feel yeah, feel ready. I, I noticed that it. it's a very specific amount of shots, and then you leave the net, and then you come back specific shots take or leave the net. Like you mentioned, shoot two pucks and then leave. Is it is it the same way throughout the entire warm ups? Yeah, always the same uh, through the warm ups. I think that's. That's uh, that's a thing I, I really feel uh, when I do the same things. I really feel strong. I really feel confident, and, and that uh, that works for me. And I think that's the that's the main reason why I'm doing it. It's because it works for me. JB Jordan Bennington, we we talked a little bit of like confidence, like Wallstead's confidence, like you having confidence. Like, what do you what's your take on uh, Jordan Bennington's confidence? Just like on both in the crease and some of the extra antics that he gets himself into. I mean, I think he he, uh, he did some some stuff when he came up in NHL, like those interviews when he was kind of. I mean, that that's his kind of business. I don't I don't really care about it. But I I think it's uh, it's funny to watch. I mean, those things he did last year was uh, it was funny to watch. But I, I don't want to do it myself. Like swinging the stick at guys' faces and like pretending to block them in the face. Like <laughs> that's not my type of games, but yeah. He reminds me of, of like that kid in high school. Like I, I think everybody's had that kid they went to school with, where you know you're, you're out at recess, whatever, playing. You know you're in gym class, and he just comes up to you. He's like, "Oh, you know, made you flinch," and he just like you know pumps in your face, like ah, two for flinching kind of deal, you know? Yeah, I would get so pissed if someone did it to me. Like if they you know did like a fake blocker swing or a fake stick swing at you. Yeah, that'd be I'd be really pissed. Were you ever a big um, uh, like Looney Tunes kind of guy uh, growing up? No. I don't know what, what that is. Okay, so Looney Tunes is like a cartoon in North America, like, uh, you know, Bugs Bunny, Tweety Bird, uh, all that kind of stuff. Does this ring a bell, or is this not a European thing? No, I don't think it's a European thing. Not Swedish, okay. actually. Okay, so uh, the, to kind of bring this around full circle, in, you know, in Looney Tunes, there's a, a big dog named Spike, right? And then they have, like, a, a smaller dog. I can't remember what the dog's name is, but the small dog is always trying to, like, attack somebody. Right, and so the small dog is like purposely running into the big dog. It's like, come on, Spike, let me at him, let me at him. But it's like you're running into the big dog on purpose, so you can't get at them. It's kind of what you know Jordan Bennington does. Like he goes after guys, and then you know the referee gets in the way, or you know the team comes in the way, and then he gets really, really tough when you know somebody's coming in to separate. Which I, I find so entertaining. Like in a world where uh, it feels like hockey's kind of lacking that personality, like it's refreshing to see something like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're right there. It's some some of those uh, crazy things you can you can see on on the YouTube from late '80s or or what it is like Ron Hextall going up to some guys. <laughs> I mean, you can't see that anymore, and I think that's kind of boring sometimes too. It would be fun it, to see some of those crazy things again. 
I mean, a guy skating right like to the to corner and go wood chop a guy at the back of the ankle. <laughs> That's not to happen every day here. Yeah, like especially like in Europe, I, would, I just imagine you know one of the guys on the bench like Ron Hextall skating in the corner and you know chop Chelios and oh shit, you know Ronnie's off his meds again, boys. Shit, we better go out there and defuse the situation or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe something like that with JB, but he's got a uh, I think he's got a mattress sponsorship. Speaking of uh, goalies and, and sponsorships. What do you mean? Like, like he he was doing some promo work on Instagram for like a mattress company. Like he's got like an official like Jordan Bennington mattress. Oh, I never seen that. I, I was thinking the other day, like the uh, like like McDonald's is like in different locations. They have like a certain like a like a, like a specialty meal, like a Travis Scott meal or like a, a BTS meal. Like when you get like your own brand of like something, that's when you've you've kind of made it. If if you could have something like that, what would it be? Like like the the Cali Clang meal or the Cali Clang. Um, you know, item, just, just the specialty. specialty. I don't know. Like, I don't need too much of McDonald's. I like Max more. Like, if you talk oh. uh, hamburgers, I mean, it's Max is so good. And uh, actually, we have, uh, like, uh, in some cities here in Sweden where they have a hockey team, I think Lulio has it, like, uh, the Lulio meal, where you can buy the, their meal, and that's, uh, like, the same meal on, on every uh, every place, but different team logo. So, but we don't have it, actually, here in Engelholm. That we that's, that would be good if I had. If so, like when you go to Max, like what's your go-to uh, order? Your go-to burger? I like the triple cheese one uh, or cheese and bacon. I think that's my go-to uh, burgers. But I, I'm really into to try new things and try new uh, burgers too. So, but the triple cheese is is really good. Yeah, it's a simple burger: just beef, cheese, onions, a little bit of pickles, and you're you're off and you're running. Are you a shake guy? You get a shake with that too? Yeah. I mean, the, those shakes is so good. It's oh. crazy. What's what's your favorite shake? What's the best shake on the menu? I like the chocolate shake. I mean, I'm not a super fancy guy. I like you know, those uh, easy things. Yeah, yeah. Simple. simple. So you're you're not getting the espresso, the cappuccino shake, or anything. No, that's not my uh, that's not my cup. <laughs> or any like the vegan replacement specials and whatnot. No, I mean, I mean, as I said, I'm a pretty simple guy. I like it just simple and easy. Yeah, they have a couple specialty burgers. They had the Korean barbecue. That one was really good. And then uh, the crispy nacho one that I guess they're running right now. That one's, oh, dude, that one smacks so hard. <laughs> we, we can't talk about this. I'm going to be too hungry. Oh, we'll, we'll have to take an uh, intermission break. You know, we'll pick up the podcast at a, at a max in Anglehome or whatnot. Um, but speaking of which, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, pay some bills, and tell you about the first sponsor for today's podcast. Folks at Manscaped.com, they're here to help everybody out. Everybody's got a little bit of body hair. You're looking to get rid of it. It's the holiday season. Maybe you still got that winter coat. Well, gentlemen, it's time to get rid of it. The Manscaped Lawnmower 4. It's got 90 minutes of battery life. If you're watching the video version, you see this thing. It's got an LED flashlight. So if you're in the dark, maybe you're in a cave somewhere. I don't know why you'd be in a cave late at night, but you can take that and you can use it. Take care of your uh, all your unwanted body hair as well. Maybe you know a lot of guys that got nose hairs. I know my dad, he's got massive ear hairs. I actually got to call my dad after this podcast and tell him, hey, we got to get rid of that sometime, dad. But uh, the Weed Whacker, Manscaped's got a little bit of something for everybody. And as usual, you're going to go to manscaped.com. There's a link in the video description notes as well as the podcast notes if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. Promo code BISKIT, B-I-Z-K-I-T. It's going to get you 20% off. And unfortunately, Pat won't be able to ship your order, but I will be able to. So I'll head down to the Manscaped factory in San Diego. We'll package it. We'll sign it. Maybe we even get Cali to come down, kind of, you know, do a little bit of free PR work, you know, shake hands, kiss babies, sign a couple of the lawnmower packages, and uh, we'll get it out the door for you. So, uh, again, thanks to uh, Manscaped, as always, for sponsoring the podcast and, uh, you know, keeping us afloat. 
even without Pat. So uh, thanks to them. Um, as we move on, question for you. And we ask this to, to every single guest we have on. Are you single or are you taken, man? No, I'm taken. Oh, you're taken, man. Okay. So you have a, a lucky Mrs. C. That's right. What? Uh, so what, how did you guys meet? What was the, the story behind uh, you two falling in love? Like we we went to the same school, uh, and then uh, that was kind of four years ago, first time we met. So we kind of yeah we met in the school, and then we started. She was adding me on Snapchat, and then wasn't that way. <laughs> That's where all, all the good relationships start, right? Snapchat. It is. It is. Yeah, and so same age group. Yeah. Okay. What what does she do for for work or for school? Yeah, like now she's uh, quit school. She's done with school, so uh, she's working. And uh, now she's gonna move to to Switzerland actually, and uh, be working in a hotel there and be there for four and a half months. So that'll be uh, pretty tough months, but uh, she's looking forward to. It, so I'm I'm happy for her. Okay. When is she taking off? Uh, December, early December. Okay, so right around. Yeah, I guess it's around the same time you're taking off for the World Juniors then. Yeah, I think it's one week uh, before I take off. So. That was kind of good. Uh, was kind of good uh, schedule. Yeah. So knock off one month, and then you're down to three months. Is this the uh, the first time you guys are gonna be doing long distance? Yeah, first time. Okay. And how long have you guys been together again? Three and a half year. Okay. So you have any plans for working the long distance? No, I, I just bought a new PlayStation, so that would be uh, <laughs> pretty much ours on, on that one. But uh, yeah, we'll see. It'll be some first yeah. calls too. Yeah, you know, all the free time that I have, I don't have to spend with her. I'm just going to spend it playing PlayStation and Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> She's going to love that. Yeah. Man, my, um, like my woman, uh, she's back home in Canada. And uh, so I guess we're going on, I guess this would be like month five of, uh, you know, me not being home. And, uh, you know, she, she always gives me a hard time because, like, obviously, like, we have a huge time difference, you know, seven, seven hours, I guess, you know, between Winnipeg and, and Sweden and, you know, it's three in the afternoon. I'm telling her, you know, honey, I gotta, you know, I gotta shut her down. I gotta hit the, you know, hit the hay, go to bed. She's like, come on, give me some more attention. I just got off work. You know, you've only talked to me for a half hour. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, this is like the way the time zone, the time change is. But you're lucky that you don't have much of a time zone difference at all, right? Sweden is the same as Switzerland. Yeah, it is. Okay, or so maybe you're gonna an be on... hour or something. So that's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, so you'll be on call at all times, picking up whenever she's facetiming you. Yeah, when I'm done playing PlayStation, I can call her. <laughs> yeah. honey just hold on the the game's online yeah yeah just five more minutes five more minutes <laughs> and we all know how that goes yeah well yeah it's online it's an online you can't pause it this isn't story mode i think i think we've all gone through one of those where you know you tell mom or you tell the woman oh it's online you know you can't you can't put the controller down right now more than one more than once yeah, and then, then she takes it and she unplugs it. she's like okay you can give me some attention now <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah um I was going to say, we got a couple more questions. We got some really interesting ones. Um, somebody wanted to know, uh, so for you, you're playing for Rogla. Rogla is a you know a paid professional league. How exactly does getting paid to play hockey work for you? Like, so you're coming from the El Svenskin. You jump up to the SHL in Rogla. This is, would you say this is technically your second year or this is your, your first year? Uh, this is my first year in SHL. Okay. Because you played one game last year and then we're on loan to uh, Oscar Sham, right? No, Chris Kronstadt. Okay. Okay. My bad. Um, so as far as like getting paid for, for hockey goes, how exactly does that work for you uh, in the SHL? Like we're getting paid every month, uh, every, yeah, every month in a year. So 
I have a contract for I signed two years, so uh, this is my first year in the contract, and then I have next year too, and then uh, and then we'll see what happens. But we're getting paid every month. Okay, and so the, the two years that is that a standard deal, or is that was what you opted for when you came to Rogla? No, that's a standard deal uh, between the whole league. Every every junior guy has to has the same. So you have to sign for two years. No, you can't. You can't sign one year, but like the. The deal is uh, is the same for everyone who's uh, who's in, on a rookie contract. They call. Okay, like, a, like an entry level kind of deal. Yeah, that's pretty much the same. Okay, and then to you know, kind of bounce off that, so like you like I mean, we're being honest, dude. Like, like you were a stud last year, like in the Elsvenskan. Like you threw up at nine thirty one, nine thirty two, whatever it was. Uh, you know, played you know thirty forty games, whatever. And now you're coming to the SHL. Like what? Like can can you break down for people listening at home and also in the video version? Like what? is the difference like you, you go you know from from one really high level to being very dominant now you're jumping up a level obviously like there, there's a little bit of a step to that like what are you picking up on the differences there i think there's kind of a, one one big uh one big big difference between all and ssl the, the players are more smarter here they don't take any bad if you can call it bad shots and they're really thinking of anything they do and i think the players are more skilled here the the pace is uh, a little bit higher but as i said the biggest point is is the they're smarter so you need to read the game better and i think that's been uh, one of my uh, problems pretty much struggling in the, in the beginning here is i haven't been reading reading the game too so good i did last year so that's the thing we worked on really much me and my goalie coach and i think feel like it's going better and better and i feel more more confident in my game so so i'm, I'm on the right track okay and the goalie coach, is this your personal goalie coach or this is the guy that you're working with in Rogla? Oh, that's, that's the guy we work on, on with Rogla. Okay. And what's his name? Peter. Peter? Pierce. He's a Danish guy. Okay. Shout out Peter. He's um, a good one. Yeah. So when you're talking about like like having your reads be better, like we're talking about patience, or like what specifically like did you notice was a big problem? Like why guys were scoring at first versus now you've made a couple of adjustments and things are going a little bit... Uh, like a little bit better i think i might be too aggressive on on those first plays so they find the backdoor plays pretty much i think that's one big big difference between shl and Alsaska and the backdoor plays i mean those guys is, is so smart so they can find those back backdoor plays when you're too far out in the crease you're too aggressive they find those back backdoor plays that doesn't happen too much in Alsvenskan. so that was one adjustment we did um a little bit more far, um, far in, and and try to to read the game more than being aggressively too far out and be one step uh, behind. So that's the biggest thing is like be one step ahead. That's uh, the main reason why it feels better now than than before. Okay, and a little bit more patience as well with, um, I guess the the play reading on those. I think that's going. Uh, on the same same direction. I mean, the the patience and and the be one step ahead is pretty much the same for for me. Yeah. And then in in the Elsvenskan, what do you think was one thing that led you to be so dominant, so successful, like so early on? I mean, I had a I had an amazing goal coach Joel Jesus. Shout out to him. He, he was tremendous. I mean, I had before Christmas, I think I had eight or nine games, and then when I come home from the World Juniors, I posted up a twenty twenty six game streak or something. So I get a lot of confidence playing a lot, and, and my team we we had some struggle. We we went uh, last dead last in the in the standings. We played for 
relegation and we we won the five uh, fifth game up in Vespe and and get a new contract now Svenskan. So it was it was a tough season for our team, but it was good for me to to get the experience play against uh, against men and and a high level and play a lot of games. So I think the biggest one was I I get to play. That was uh, building my confidence up. Yeah, because you're only 19 as well, correct? You're no two. I was uh, 18 last year, so that was it was kind of hard to play those uh, really tough games with relegation games uh, when you're so young. But I think I I grow grow really much last year from playing those tough games. Yeah, and what do you think was the biggest thing to pick up on on going through those struggles? I mean, as I said, I had an amazing goal coach. He helped me a lot in the in the mindset. I mean. It wasn't too much uh, work, you know, on ice. That wasn't the big problem. The the problem was, or not problem, but the biggest uh, challenging thing was was the mental side. Playing three to four games every week uh, from from Christmas to to April was it was tough. I, I haven't played so much so many games before, and not on that level, and not on that like it was. Every game was really important for us to to uh, to win. So, I mean, I think we worked really much on. Just believe in myself. Just believe in my game, and 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 be uh, and be happy for the opportunity to play match games because you you never know when you're gonna play uh, every night again. Yeah, and do you think that was more like a mental or a physical thing? Like you're just breaking down. You're like, oh, like I don't, I really don't want to do this today, man. I just want to, you know, fire up the PlayStation and play some GTA instead. No, I, I mean, I think this is one thing I, my goal coach told me a couple of years ago. Like your your body can be like tired you can feel like you're not being on, on your toes every day night but when you when your head head is with you you can be a you can do a good game when your body does uh, doesn't feel good but you can't do a good game when your body feels good and your your mind is not there so that was one thing i really took with me so the mind is key the mind is key always it's all mindset baby and so what like what does a typical day look like like to to kind of paint like a picture for like a, over the course of a week so like a Monday to Monday kind of deal now that like you're you're with Rola you you mentioned earlier like and you're skating for a couple hours a day in the morning on a day like today where you're not playing a game like what what does that whole week look like for you start to finish yeah yeah like uh, this week is pretty uh, special because we play in the Champions League we we doesn't do that too often I mean um, we play four games in the CHL so far and this can be our our fifth game so. This week we we practice Monday and then we uh, have a morning skate tomorrow and then we fly out to to Switzerland and play a late late game. I think it's twenty o'clock or something on the night. So and then we stay at the hotel in in the series and then we fly back fly back on uh, Wednesday uh, day off. And then we play Thursday home against Frölunda and then we travel to Karlstad with bus six seven hours bus um, to Karlstad on Friday play saturday and then we're off sunday okay in in your day off what are you gonna do on the, on the day off like what's your like are, are you just totally like relaxing front of the playstation or you're going for food or what, what are you doing i like to just uh, get my mind up from, from hockey like doing something else not think about hockey at all uh, so but we'll see this sunday my my family comes and and gonna visit or be my brother living uh, in the same apartment so uh we might have a chill day home just uh, relaxing Maybe you got a movie or something going. Okay, so you said you, you and your brother live together. Yeah. Okay, older or younger? No, he's younger. He's uh, he turned fifteen. No, yeah, he's turning sixteen in February. Okay, you guys ever have any fights? 
No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's not getting any food if he's uh, he's a bad guy. So. Oh, so you're holding them accountable? Yeah, of course. I do everything so, at home. <laughs> it's like keeping the uh, you know feeding the creature in the dungeon. You just throw some food over the wall, and here you go. You can have your meal for the night. Don't feed the bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's and uh, just one sibling. Yeah. No, I get uh, three siblings actually. Uh, two older, one sister, and one brother. So, but they're much older than me. Uh, anybody playing hockey, or just you? No, just me and my brother. Okay. And okay. And, and I'm I'm curious. I tell my dad this all the time, and he always gives me like a cop out, like BS answer. Do you ever tell your parents that, like, hey, like you know, I'm the favorite child. Like, I was number one. You know, I'm the best. You ever do that? I, I don't need to tell them that. I think yeah, everyone knows that. <laughs> <I'm> a... <laughs> you, you know, I um, I, I tell my mom, and my dad that sometimes, like the, the exact same thing. Like, you, you know, I'm number one. You know, I came out first. It, like, it doesn't get any better. You, you couldn't top, you know, grade A performance. But but you have you know three siblings to compete with. I guess you know a round total of four. But like, do uh, do your parents ever show signs that they know who the favorite is? No, they don't. They're pretty good at uh, keeping all on the same level. But uh, I know I'm I know they I'm I'm their favorites. <laughs> yeah, like they try not to show any biases, and they try to tell you, oh, you know, you know, I I love all my kids equally. I can never pick. I think give you that BS answer. I heard it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but but you know deep down like. They do have a favor. They just—they're not never going to admit it to you. No, they're not going to say, but I know it. <laughs> I was telling my mom the other day, like she, uh, you know, I, I Facetimed her, and like in Winnipeg, they're having like a massive snowstorm blizzard right now, and obviously here in Sweden, like there, there's no snow and any sign coming of it. And uh, my, my mom's, you know, she's outside, she's getting just like covered in snow, and I was like, so it's now a good time to remind you that uh, I'm your favorite child because you know when I was home, I would shovel your driveway, and you know, obviously my sister doesn't. She's like. I'm not talking about this. You know, I have I have two kids that, that were, you know, built very differently, but I love them equally. <laughs> That's right. You heard it too many times. Yeah. You know, one snow blows a driveway, one doesn't. But anyway, I'm, I have my biases. You have your biases. We'll, we'll never know the true answer for who they who they like better. Um, we, we only got a couple more questions left for the Q&A. They're, I guess, more, more serious ones, and we could probably breeze them pretty quickly. But uh, who do you think the funnest team to play against in the SHL is? Like, funnest team to play against... And funnest rink to go into, and and you can't say your own barn. That that's not an acceptable answer. Okay, okay. Uh, we haven't been to we haven't played against all teams yet. I think we played uh, against ten or twelve teams. But uh, I think the funniest game is against Malmo. That's a derby game. I think it's it's a rivalry game. A one just one one hour drive from from home. So that's might be the funniest game to play and next week we're going uh, to to Malmö play in a road game against them so that'll be that's a game i really look forward to and do they have a bigger arena than uh, Rogla or it's a decent sized one no they have a bigger one i think it's 12000 or something so wow i think it's going to be a packed house so we're really looking forward to it yeah you know obviously i, I haven't been to all the rinks but the the Rogel Arena it only fits about twenty or sorry forty five hundred people four thousand people give or take correct uh yeah five times yeah my five thousand yeah but the, the atmosphere is great because everybody's kind of jam packed in there it's you know it's loud it's 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 a really really good atmosphere as opposed to like a bigger rink where it's just kind of more spaced out I guess yeah I really like it and are you gonna get nervous for those games with the the big crowds like when you go to Forlunda you go to Malmo any of the bigger arenas. No, not really. I think this is my first year with uh, with crowd on on the on the game. So, first couple of games were a little bit nervous, but now it's just fun to play against a lot of people. And uh, I guess 
th- there has to have been a, like a time where like where you were getting nervous for games. Like when you were, uh, I guess Trevor wanted me to ask you, what were you doing to you know counter those nerves? I think it's hard to do something to to make it uh, go away. I think you're just gonna fight with it. I think uh, if you if you just uh, go through it a couple of times, you you might feel better after uh, one time or two times. So that was kind of how I, I did it. So you're saying just like accept it for what it is and move on. Yeah, I think that's uh, that was how I uh, how I did, and that worked pretty good for me. But I, I never get like really nervous before a game. Uh, I think you, I, I'm not a bad guy who's getting nervous. I think it was first game with uh, with a full with a full house uh, against uh, Forest. That was kind of it's shaky, a little bit nervous. But after a couple of minutes, it went. Uh, it felt really good, and it just it was just so fun to play in front of uh, in front of those fans. Yeah, not even for when the uh, old lady comes to watch you play live. Hmm? Like when when your when your girlfriend when your old lady comes to watch you play, does it make you nervous? No, that's not making nervous. He, no. She's always there, so it's good to have her there. Yeah, if anything, it makes it a little bit easier. It's like, oh, you know, old lady's up in you know section J up there. Oh shit, I should have probably got her some better seats. These seats kind of suck for her tonight. She's gonna tell me about that later. I don't um, think she care about the, the seats really. She's uh, she's not a big hockey fan. Really. No, she's not. She's uh, think she, she thinks it's funny to watch when I play, but she would never, never watch a game home in, in a Friday night. So she's just a like an all around, just like a, a really good supportive woman, I guess. Yeah, yeah, she is. But you know, we we never talk about hockey. She's sometimes she was like, oh, how uh, how went uh, how the game went? And I was like, yeah, we won two zero. She was like, okay, did you let any goals in? I was no two zero. Okay, oh, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, shuttle zero goals. Okay, yeah. What do you what do you guys talk about then? Like, what are your common interests between you and the old lady? Like, we have a couple of uh, Netflix series who who we um, watch together. Like, we uh, right now we're watching uh, Prison Break for the first time for me, second time for her. So, we really like to to do those kind of things together, and then uh, yeah, go away, watch some yeah, watch some shows, watch some uh, beyond eating a good good food, and uh, that's kind of our interests. Yeah. So you're watching for the second time. Is she like a movie watcher where like you're watching and she's asking a million questions or no? No, she's not. She's pretty good to watch uh, movies with. Oh, dude, my, my woman is that way. Like, we'll watch a movie and she'll be asking like 10,000 questions within the first 10 minutes. I'm like, I can't explain this to you. You got to like watch it, just like learn, you know? Yeah, that's right. And that's pretty much the same when, when we watch a, a hockey game. What's icing? What's offside? I was like, shut up. You know, you know it. <laughs> you know, I think one of the most confusing things for a fan to kind of understand is like the refs when they go to the box and they signify like what the penalty was. Like the like some of the, the penalty call signals, like they don't line up with like what is actually being done. I feel like, like as a non-hockey fan, that'd be really confusing to kind of pick up on. Yeah, I think it's, uh, as I say, it's really confused for some some things, and for us, it's pretty much like, yeah, you know why why it's happening and what's going on. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's the who's the cook between the two of you? Who cooks better? I don't know. I I, I want to say myself, but uh, I don't oh. think she would agree. But uh, I say myself. <laughs> okay, and why do you say yourself, and why does why would she not agree? I think because I'm not cooking at all. She's always cooking, and when I'm doing it, it's going pretty good. But she's she's the one who's cooking at home. So she's misses consistency, like night in, night out. You know, she's whipping up dinner, and then you roll in there, like on a Sunday night, like, hey, check out this craft dinner I just made. It is sick. Yes, that's 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 right. It's like, Callie, that's not impressive. I did that on Tuesday. 
Yeah. Did it twice last week, actually. You didn't even notice. You weren't home for the meal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, of which, what is your pregame meal? Um, Reese wanted me to ask you what your pregame meal is. My pregame meal is uh, chicken, rice, and curry. That's the Ooh. the go-to meal. Like uh, like Indian curry, stir-fry Indian curry. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and homemade, or you go to a certain joint to go and have it? No, we we get it from from the rink from uh, our uh, restaurant up in the arena, so it's pretty good. Okay, and is that a team chef or that's just pre made meals coming in? It's uh, it's a team chef, so we get a couple of uh, different meals to uh, to choose, and I always go with the with the chicken. And what are the other options outside of the curry? I think it's some some fish, some uh, fish and potatoes and uh, pasta bolognese. Okay. If you're watching the uh, the video version on YouTube, leave a comment down below. I'm, I'm curious, what are you picking if you're in Cali's shoes? Are you getting the curry? Are you getting the pasta? Are you getting the fish dish? I think there might be like one person who's like, oh, yeah, I love the fish. The fish is always a great choice. Give me like a blackened cod, but I think everybody else is going to probably side with the uh, with the curry. That sounds pretty sounds pretty good if I'm being honest with that one. Uh, Gordy wants to know favorite snooze flavor. Oh, I don't I don't snooze. You don't snooze? No. Doesn't snooze, no coffee. Dude, you can't be a Swede. <laughs> like, there's going to be people like coming and filing complaints on this podcast for like what we've revealed today. Yeah, I know. I'm not a fan of snooze or, or coffee. Nah, I might have to trade you to like Finland or something like that. Get you over there. <laughs> um, Ryan wants to know, uh, my son is a younger goalie. What is the biggest tip that you would give for a younger, younger goalie? Just have fun. I think that's the thing, the main reason why I'm... I am where I am right now. I think that's because I enjoy every moment. I enjoy every every single day going to practice and being being with the guys. I think that's really a key to to succeed. Yeah. Okay. And uh, final question of the day. I I love this one, and I think this is the perfect one to end on. Nick wants to know: A. Is Henrik Lundqvist a god? And B. What do you think of his hair? <laughs> yeah, he's a god, and his hair is amazing. You met him in person? Yeah, I did. Okay. I met uh, Andres Nilsson at your guys' game the other day. And I, I met Hank a couple years ago, like in downtown Winnipeg. I would say, this is a very, very hot take. Andres Nilsson may have better hair than Hank. And he is just ripped, Andres Nilsson. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I should say. But I think Henrik is a uh, very good looking guy overall. But Anders is, is good looking too. So it's kind of hard to, to pick one. Okay, but, but you're picking Hank over uh, Andres Nilsson. Yeah, 100%. Okay, okay. This is going to stir up a lot of people. I'm, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Anders, like the the hair, the silky flow. But but Hank is in like every single commercial in Sweden, head and shoulders, all that kind of stuff. He's everywhere. Yeah, I, I was uh, on the head and shoulders the commercial with him a couple of years ago. Really? Is that on YouTube? Uh, yeah, it should be. should be. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try in the video version to pull that commercial up and put it on the video version. If you're watching and there's no commercial, then I couldn't find it, but I'm going to try and... And uh, put that on. But uh, anyway, dude, it was it was awesome having you. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, as always, uh, for those listening, we do a video version up on YouTube every single week. Uh, every Thursday, new episodes of the video version. Uh, normally, when Pat's here, you can see his expressions for the dumb shit that comes out of my mouth. Uh, unfortunately, you just have to uh, deal with me and Callie for this week. Uh, audio version, Apple, Spotify, Google, everywhere you get your podcast. Um, and as always, just want to say thank you to everybody for listening, for the support for the podcast, and also, uh, you know, Callie for coming out. So if, if you get a chance... Give Cali a follow on Instagram. We're going to get him to 10,000 followers, hopefully sometime in the near very, very soon future. And uh, any final words to uh, conclude the podcast, my friend? 
Oh, yes. Thank you for having me. It was, uh, it was really fun. Awesome, dude. We'll see you uh, next Thursday, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern, for the next episode of the podcast. Talk to you soon. That was awesome, dude.